Is that your boundary? Do you not do anal? No, my butthole's way too tight. <laughs> I've tried. That's offensive. Uh -huh. So you're stuck in like a unit with people who you can't speak English to. I literally go from like paying someone's rent, buying someone a new phone to like, y'all want an ant farm? Like, <laughs> that's my brand. Fox News saw that I was in New York and they, I posted on Instagram. They literally emailed me for all the rights to it. I went viral. It was on every news station out there. Well, hello, hello, hello. We're gonna bang this one out. You'll see why that's funny later. My name's Adelia slash Deals, and we're on the podcast That's Offensive, where people get offended by the shit we do. And this uh, girl right here, Patty. Hi. I think what she does offends a lot of fucking people. <laughs> it's definitely out there. I yeah. definitely put myself out there, and I'm excited to share it with you. I'm so excited. <laughs> so... Tell me about your slogan and why it's so important with your brand. Ooh, okay. So my name is Patty Kay, and I swing on and off the golf course. So I, my background is in golf. I moved to Miami on a golf scholarship, and that's like my hobby, my passion. And then I started to move on to like the more sexy stuff, and I became a swinger. So, oh. yeah, me and my partner have been swinging for the last three years, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, you have gangbanged, done a lot of different stuff. How did you originally get into this? Okay, so I've always been, like, freaky. I, I always loved watching gangbang porns, orgies, like... A lot of people, a lot of different action happening at the same time. That uh -huh. was always my speed. Every time I would get off, that's what I would watch. And then it started off with like, man, I, would, I wish I could have like a threesome with two guys. Arranged that, loved it, and I wanted more. Yeah. Um, but I was not really familiar with how to do it. I, I just always it was like a fantasy of mine. Uh huh. And then I met my partner three years ago on Tinder and... Like the first thing he says, he's like, I just want to let you know that I'm a swinger. I like to watch people fuck and I like people watching me fuck. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> this is like, thank you, God, for sending me this man. And he like would show me some videos of like the gang bangs he's done. And I'm like, yo, I literally got off to those videos that he sent me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, this is my shit. I love it. I love it. Um, and then, so we started talking, we start, he, um, he's like, well, I'm, I'm doing a gangbang with this hot MILF, like, on the weekend, like, do you want to come watch and see how it goes? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to watch, like, I've never seen one live, I've never been around people that have done that, so, like, yeah, I'm super curious. And so we get to the hotel room, we usually do it in hotel rooms, and it was, like, this hot, like, she was actually, um... A Patriots cheerleader back in the day so she was super hot like flimsy like and I just started making out with her and she's like do you want to join mm -hmm. I literally only went there to watch and she's like join me like I love your vibe we're gonna have so much fun and she starts undressing me and then like the guys start like coming towards us and like <laughs> getting into formation and I'm literally like holy fuck I'm about to fuck five guys and it fucking happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so turned on. I took dicks that I never thought I could. Like, huge motherfuckers. Really? And I was squirting everywhere. And I'm like, this is my life. Like, this is something I would love to do all the time. Uh-huh. And, and that's where it started. After that, my partner, he brought me, like, three guys to, like, have sex with. And then we started organizing orgies. Uh-huh. Even bringing, like, some of my, like, OnlyFans friends, like, the girls that do OnlyFans with me. I brought my friend Rory Rain to a gangbang. And it was the same deal where she was like, no, like, I'm so intimidated. Like, I just want to watch. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you can watch. Like, I'm not trying to force you to do anything. Like, maybe suck a dick or two to just, like, keep them hard for me. And she's like, yeah, I can do that. Uh-huh. And so we started like getting down to it and she like was sucking a dick and she saw this one huge guy. She's like, I want 
that one. <laughs> and she just starts fucking, and then all the, again, all the guys come closer, and we were just doing a game bag together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, she was super nervous, and I'm, like, I was happy to be her first experience, you know? Yeah. She knew me. She knew my partner, so everything went really smoothly, and we had a great time. Oh. It's fun. Like, even just, like, after it's done, you're just laying there, you're like, whoa, I just did that. Like, yeah, I just had the best sexual experience of my life. Uh huh. And um, yeah, that's, that's that's me. That's what I love to do. So I'm gonna play a little game of Would You Rather, okay. swinging edition or orgy edition, whatever floats your boat. But <laughs> would you rather be in an all girl orgy or an all boy? Go an all boy. I mean men, um, men orgy. I I love guys. Uh-huh. I love sucking dick. Okay. Like. I, I've gotten so many fucking compliments on my dick sucking skills. So like I really enjoy dick. Um, so I would prefer like having a bunch of dicks around me than having a bunch of girls. Uh-huh. But I still love girls, but definitely an all guy like gangbang is okay. like, my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you played golf. Mm-hmm. before you started all of this and you lived like a pretty like normal person life before all of this started yeah. so explain your background <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> I come from a very like conservative religious European family I'm Polish by background both of my parents are Polish and you know I was the angel child my brother was the one always getting in trouble and my parents always looked to me to be like the same okay one doing the right decisions and I got put into golf Uh, at age 15 I got a scholarship to a school in Miami at age 17 moved all the way from Canada to Miami alone Uh and I was playing golf on a team I was you know like doing that part of my life but also coming to Miami such a big party scene I started to get um, exposed to like different people, different situations. And actually, my first time ever getting picked up by a swinger couple was when I moved to Miami. Okay. I was 18, so fucking confused on why this couple wanted me to come home with them so bad. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are we going to do at your house? I don't get it. Like, I was super innocent back then. Uh huh. So innocent. And then. At a tournament, I broke my hand, and that ended my golfing career. Yeah. So, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, because for the last four years, I was constantly, or three years, I was constantly training, missing out on parties, missing out on stuff with friends, just because that was my life. Yeah. And I decided to switch majors, because I thought, I'm like, I need something new. Didn't like that, and... I needed to find myself. So I took a year off school and I started growing my social media. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a, I want to be an Instagram like influencer. I'm going to start growing my followers. So I started growing my Instagram. I was really popping on Snapchat actually when uh-huh. I was lit back in the day. And people kept asking me, they're like, you should do a premium Snapchat. You should do a premium Snapchat. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, this is my Snapchat. They're like, no, it's one where you get, like, naked and guys pay to watch you. And I'm like, fuck no. I'm not I'm never going to let anyone see me naked unless they're my husband yeah. or my boyfriend. Because I, I grew up in very, like like I said, religious, conservative family. That's was in my head. Uh-huh. And as I started, like, growing my following, I started getting attention from celebrities. And I, like, that was the first time ever, like, I had fucking, I I wish I could say their name, but I had a celebrity (laughs) reach out to me, and we were, like, talking all the time, and then I went to sexting, and he's like, yo, like, send me a little video of you, like, like, taking your clothes off and stuff like that, and I didn't want him to stop talking to me. I'm like, okay, fine, like, he's not going to leak it. He's a celebrity, like, he's not going to do anything with it, so that's when I started, like, getting more comfortable with myself that's when I first started buying toys like sex toys for this celebrity and I'm like if I'm doing it for this guy like and I still have all these people asking me for a premium snapchat like might as well just fucking do it Uh uh-huh so I'm like fuck it I'm gonna sell my premium snapchat for 150 dollars and whoever wants to pay that because it was really that's expensive for a premium snapchat 
I'm like, whoever pays that, well, they get to see my titties. Yeah. Explain kind of premium Snapchat because it's way different than OnlyFans, right? Uh, yeah. So this was like before OnlyFans was a big thing. Um, pretty much as a second Snapchat account. It's a private account. You add people to it mm -hmm. and you upload stories like just like a normal Snapchat, but depending on how far you go on your premium. Like I, I started off with just nudes, like just pictures and like little cute videos. And then I started doing toy stuff. And then when I met my partner, that's when I started posting like the crazy, like gang bangs, orgies, threesomes uh -huh. and all that on there. So did they pay for like every piece of content or did they pay one? Self? It was a one-time fee just because I didn't like have the, cause I had a lot of people come in. Like I didn't know. Yeah how many people wanted to see me until I advertised it. Like within my first week, I made 10K. Really? Off of just premium Snapchat, yeah. Uh-huh. So like, there's a lot of girls that were doing monthly things. I'm like, that's too much to keep up. I'm just gonna do the one-time fee and they, they never have to pay again. Uh-huh. And it was great, it was fun. I was, and it, it made me feel comfortable because I'm like, well see, it's only there for 24 hours and then it's gone. Yeah. So that like, made me feel really comfortable, but me being naive, <laughs> I didn't know that there are like apps that let you record stories without letting like the creators know that you're getting recorded. And all of my hardcore shit was leaked because oh. someone like screen recorded everything. And that's when I'm like, man, I have no protection on Snapchat. Uh huh. And that's why I moved to OnlyFans because it says like, when you put a video on OnlyFans, it has your username in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, that's protection. They're going to help me take it down. And that's how I did the transition from premium to OnlyFans. Got it. So did you have any corporate jobs before you started OnlyFans? I tried a lot of different things. Um, growing up, my parents didn't really let me have a job because my job was golf. Uh -huh. It was 24-7, like, on the course, practicing. So when I moved to Miami and I got injured, I worked at a hospital, uh, doing events at a hospital. I worked at a law firm. I worked at a restaurant and I worked as like an event, like staffing agency. So I was one of the models there. Okay. Do you think like golfing was something you wanted to do or something like your parents wanted you to do? <sighs> That's like a hard question because... I love golf, but for sure it was something that they were driving me to do it. Like uh -huh. I love it, but I wouldn't have taken it as far as I did if it wasn't for them. Uh huh. Um, I still play to this day. Um, and now like I, looking back, I wish I never got injured. I wish I did like more. I played on the LPGA. I wish it went that way. Yeah. But I'm here and I'm still loving my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got into swinging because of the, my, my partner, your yeah. partner, correct? Okay. Yeah. So how has that evolved? I mean, everyone always asks me, like, how do you not like get jealous? How can you see your man be with another girl? And this is what, like, I love educating people on swinging. And I yeah. tell them, everyone gets jealous because everyone has fucking feelings. If you don't get jealous, you don't have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all about the way you communicate with your partner. So when we first started off swinging, my communication skills were, like, shit. Like, I was always scared to voice my concerns. I was always, like, a people pleaser. So even if I didn't want to do something, I would still do it just because I wanted to make them happy. Yeah. But swinging has made me be a lot more communicative with what my needs are. Mm -hmm. And like it taught me to stand my ground too, which is what you need in a situation like that with many different people around. Like yeah. you can't just go with the flow because it ruins the vibe. You know what I mean? You don't want to have a shitty experience. Mm -hmm. So swinging has definitely involved in regards to like my communication with my partner and being like setting boundaries is also really, really important. Yeah. Um, before, like when we were first like dating and starting out, like it was very up in the air. We didn't have clear cut rules, but as like stuff happened, for example, um, I did like three guys and me 
And after we were done, he's like, okay, I'm going to go walk them to their car. And he just like left for half an hour talking with his friends that he had. And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't appreciate you just leaving right after. Like, I need you to cuddle me after, like hug yeah. me so I can feel that like connection. So that inspired us to do like our 10 swinging commandments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> we have boundaries. So for example, always using protection. That was one big thing. Uh-huh. Um, making sure like we're aware of who we're talking to because he was always talking to so many girls at the beginning this is when we were just like dating uh-huh and i started getting jealous i'm like you're talking to all these girls right in front of me so when we were together we weren't allowed to text other girls or other guys mm-hmm. um and another one of our rules like we had to record everything we do so the other one could always enjoy because there were times where we wouldn't swing together like he would go fuck a girl that he wanted to fuck and then I would fuck a guy that I wanted to fuck but our main rule of the relationship was to always record it so that we could still feel like we were there you know uh-huh um so yeah we we put all like a lot of different boundaries to make sure everything goes smoothly and it helps again with the communication uh-huh okay that's had a burp oh. <laughs> um <laughs> that's like super cool so i think one of the most asked questions is like, how do you not get jealous? Um, just, you know. Well, like for me, I need to feel like the number one queen and then everyone else he's fucking is like, I know this sounds bad, but like they're like the little peasants that are there just for one need, uh-huh. which is to get off and have a good experience. So that's the way I looked at things. Yeah. Um, so I, as long as my love cup is filled... That's what I would tell him. Like, uh-huh. if you're giving me kisses, aff- words of affirmation, hugs, and everything. And once I'm like, okay, I'm good with, like, what you're giving me, then you can go and, and go do something with someone else. Uh-huh. And that has helped me not get as jealous. Yeah. As, um, as, like, I honestly just had to communicate. The way to get over jealousy is communicating what you're feeling and never disregard people's feelings because in, in their body and their brain, it's real to them. Even if you don't see the, what they're seeing, it's still fucking there. Yeah. So you got to work with that feeling and understand like, oh, why do you get that feeling? What can I do so that feeling doesn't happen again? So there was another time we were doing a foursome with another couple and the girl was a petite Latina, super cute. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when he was fucking her, he was saying some stuff that he would never say to me. Oh. And that got me jealous. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, he's like saying all this like dirty shit. And I'm like, why don't you say that shit to me? And I was like, mm. and it made me feel like sad. But I communicated that to him. I'm like, hey, like, I really like enjoyed watching you, but you were saying some things that you never said to me. So I would really like it if you were more like vocal with me when we're having sex so that I can get that same type of attention that you were giving her. Uh huh. And he was totally understand, like understanding of my feelings and he fixed it. Okay. And like, I haven't had an issue with jealousy since honestly. Uh huh. That's honestly, that's amazing because something like I am just learning to do personally is learning how to set boundaries. And that like, is key. Boundaries are key. <laughs> so w- would you recommend someone to start swinging before they feel comfortable setting their boundaries? Or would you encourage them to like work on themselves before they do that so like they can feel confident? Hell yeah. Work like, I mean, you could do what I did where I kind of just dived into it and I learned. But mm-hmm. if you are strong, like it's, I think it's better to go into a swinging relationship knowing what you like, knowing what you want and being able to set those boundaries because it because I feel like with these kind of open relationships if you don't have two people that are on the same page and they have the same type of mindset Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work yeah so you want to come into it like knowing what you're okay with and also letting the other person know what your boundaries are yeah and I mean at least with OnlyFans, I feel like my boundaries have changed so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, I'm never selling nudes. One week later, tits are out. A month later, (laughs) my vagina was out. Yeah. So like, how do boundaries change with swinging as well? Um, if there are, I don't know. I don't know. Cause it's a different space that I have never been involved with. I kind of just like dove into it, but a lot of couples 
they start off with something called soft swap. So soft swap is where like the girl, like, I mean, it could, it means different for everyone. And, but in my understanding from what I've seen, mostly soft swap is like the girls are kissing, the girls are playing, but the guys only stay with their partners Uh and they like fuck next to each other. And that's like a soft swap. And then there's something called a hard swap where you do everything, where partners exchange. So, like, you can fuck the other guy, the girl can fuck my man. And those are like the main boundaries, I guess, in swinging. Uh huh. Um, but before any meet, we always chat with the couple or chat with the people that are gonna be involved and letting them know, like, hey, I'm okay with like choking, with spanking, but I'm not okay with anal. I'm not okay with you eating me out. And you just kind of like lay it all out there Uh huh. so that they know. Okay, got it. Is that your boundary? Do you not do anal? No, my butthole's way too tight. <laughs> I've tried. I literally tried. And like the, the guys my partner would always bring were always so girthy that I'm like, no, we're not putting anything up there. <laughs> what do you like know they're girthy beforehand being like, I want you to take this big dick? Yeah, I oh, always super important for me um, when my husband was finding guys, I needed to see their dicks. I needed, okay. I needed three different angles, top, side, bottom. I needed to see like how it is because I personally can't take curved dicks. Really? Curved dicks, like if they're curved like this way, Cool. If they're curved this way, cool. But if they're like to the side, like they come out to the side, I can't handle that. Interesting. It hurts. It like, it hurts my uterus. <laughs> so I always told him like, it has to be like at least seven inches. It needs to be at least like three fingers girth. Um, so I, he, I mean, he was always good. He, by the end of like, once we were like veterans together, he already knew what I wanted. So it yeah, was, it was great. Yeah. Okay, look at that. I can't do anal either, but yeah. it's because, like, even butt plugs are just a lot. You know what? I I don't know if you've ever tried this, but a vibrating butt plug helps you loosen up. So if you I get, like, it. a tiny little vibrating one, put that in there before you do anal, and you can take it a lot easier. Interesting. I, I'm good with the anal beads. Anal beads slide right up in there, but yeah. it's, like, the butt plugs, like... That make me feel like I'm going to die. Try a vibrating one and just go slow. Okay. And I think you, you'll really like it. And plus, guys love it when you have a vibrating butt plug in you and while they're fucking you because they feel the vibration inside. Oh, so like a little tiny one. Yeah, okay. it doesn't have to. Like, it could be like this thin. Like, you can find really thin ones. Uh-huh. I Like, I can do like a really tiny ones, but sometimes my butt just shoots them right back out. <laughs> so so I don't know how to make them stick. Um, <laughs> I, so when you look at butt plugs, um, you get like the girth. And then right at the end where like the stem is, you look at the stem. You can get a really, really thin stem, and that uh-huh. should stay in your butt a lot better. Okay. Fuck yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So you gave me my first orgy experience, and it yes. was with all girls, which I would honestly... I know I asked you, girls or guys, I would prefer it with all girls because I feel like girls are a safe space. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can't... It, I mean, it, with girls, girls just love to have fun. You know what I mean? I've been getting more turned on recently by girls than guys, and I couldn't tell you what it is. It's just, like, they're so beautiful, and I feel like... Beautiful, and we're more open. Like, one of my biggest dreams is to, like, have a threesome with a bisexual guy. Uh Because girls, they'll go both ways, you know? Like, even if they know they like dick and they know that they're going to be with a guy, like, girls still like to fool around. They still like to lick nipples and shit, so... Yeah. That's what I love about females. They're just so sexually open, uh-huh. And um, I just, okay. So like the orgy, I was very, very excited to do it. I think I got a little bit of stage fright. Like I couldn't actually come because I'm like, well, there's like 15 girls in this room and yeah. everyone's watching. <laughs> we were like put on a pedestal. Like the bed was like on an elevated <laughs> platform and all of us were like, it was kind of like a, it's like a little ritual with people yeah. just watching around us and all of them. All of us fucking on the bed. So what Patty did that was pretty cool was like before we like had the orgy, we played like a little game to like get really comfortable around mm-hmm. each other because like otherwise it would just be kind of awkward and frigid. Yeah, like 
I feel like if we really wanted to have fun and take advantage of the situation, you need to break the ice somehow. Uh-huh. And I'm happy, especially with, with that dice game. It got the girls involved that don't do crazy stuff on OnlyFans, but yeah. they do like like more soft core stuff. Uh-huh. So I was happy we could have involved them as well in the whole situation. Yeah. It was super fun. So like before we got into it, she was like girls who are fine with everything on the bed, girls um, who aren't like go around the bed and she's like make out with us. But a lot of the girls were nervous and didn't make out with us. I but know. <laughs> tonight, because there's another one tonight. Yes, we're doing round two because there were some girls that missed the first one. And because like, we did do it very late. Like we just need to get girls fucked up earlier. So like we can also go to bed at like a decent bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I want to do, I want to, do it better this time i want to get more involved and i finally actually charged all my toys last night so i want to come (laughs) with all my toys charged i fucked up the first time so something that i personally felt and this is something like you're personally experienced with but just that it is a little intimidating and like part of me didn't know what to do at certain times because i'm like well i want to be doing this but then there's a girl in the way and i started overthinking a little bit being like well i don't look sexy kind of thing yeah so i think it's just the we only had that one space and that one bed and it uh-huh. was kind of hard to maneuver i feel like if we were in like maybe the living room where it's easier to maneuver from like girl to girl yeah i think we should definitely do it in the living room like tonight or something just so okay. it's easier to like go up to a girl and do something with them uh-huh and you just gotta fucking go for it yeah even if you don't think you look good Guys just want to see you have fun. Uh-huh. Like, they don't look at, like, how your, like, body looks. They just want to see you do some fucking dirty shit. <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I mean, they want to see you fuck a girl. So just yeah. go fuck a girl. <laughs> go fuck a girl. I Like, Nala and Keep were, like, ooh. They were, like, role models. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My, like, life coach, who I've also interviewed, she told me to, like, when someone has a trait that I'm, like, looking for, to, like, envision myself, like, stepping into their body and, like, trying to get yes. that trait. And I'm, like, their confidence and their sexuality, I've been, like, visualizing that mm-hmm. a lot because it's, like, I want to feel that confident. Hell like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm just slapping you on the bed kind of, like, that I don't that need dominant- to be drunk for. I mean, are you like, are you a dominant or a submissive? I'm usually submissive. Okay. Like, I want them to be like hitting me and throwing me against the mm-hmm. wall, kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you just gotta find someone that will match that kind of vibe. Uh huh. Because like, me personally, I'm a submissive too. Like, okay. I want someone to like choke me and take advantage of me, full advantage. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a sexual setting, of course, but that's just my type of vibe. Like. When I was, when we were doing it, I wanted to be more dominant because I felt like I was leading the orgy, but Uh that was tough for me. Okay, so it has to do with, like, being dominant or submissive kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. How interesting. Okay. Because, like, Nala, she's super dominant. Like, she was, like, like, (laughs) choking, throwing down, like, putting it, I was like, yo, girl, I fucking love it. But It's so great. mm -hmm. I can only get like that if I'm really drunk and, like, I don't think they're being dominant enough with me, but I stopped drinking, so I'm like, where is that, where is that fun? (laughs) Man, but I must say, I love organizing shit like that. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, I love bringing, like, so many of those girls, that was their first, like, orgy experience, and I love knowing that I was a part of that. Yeah. I love, I just love teaching people about being sexually free, sexually open. Uh Uh-huh. Because I feel like, I don't know if you can resonate with this, but OnlyFans has made me so much more confident in myself. Same. And being even a swinger has made me so much more confident in myself. Being sexually okay and knowing what you want it radiates to other parts of my life. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know if you get that vibe from your OnlyFans, but once I started like doing like crazy gangbangs and being able to handle like all these guys, like I feel like I can handle anything. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I will say like my OnlyFans, like I used to not even like feel confident taking like nude videos unless it was on my tits because they're fake and my tits, you know, it's yeah. hard to get a bad video of them. But other videos, it like I was so 
insecure about them and then oh. only fans i started being i could i can like literally get off to myself now like my own videos yes. and i think only fans has done that and then i think mm -hmm. i started getting a little more confident and more in tune with myself now that like i, I mean most of my content like or most of the girl on girl stuff i do is like for content mm -hmm. but it like brings me so much joy inside because i don't even know if i want to take dick without filming it so yeah you know? i feel you i feel you <laughs> on that one so only fans just makes you like so much more and society wants to suppress your sexuality and tell you yep. that it's not okay. So, like, being able to find that and, like, think for yourself and be your own person, I think, is See, very I empowering. I literally can't be around people that are judgmental anymore. Like, if I was hanging out with this one guy and we came across a YouTube video of this, like, guy that loves feet. Uh-huh. And he just got so uncomfortable, started hating on this guy for liking feet. And I'm like, I can't vibe with you anymore. Yeah. Like you being so sexually closed off and not understanding of other people's turn-ons is a total turn-off for me. Uh-huh. I love surrounding myself with like people that are like-minded. That's why I love swinging because it's a huge community. All these people are fucking horny motherfuckers, freaky as hell. And that's just why I was really, really happy to be a part of something like that and, and it's also same with OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Like being a part of this whole house with all these girls, like that's my people. These are the people that understand what I do and mm -hmm. I can vibe with that. I truly think the OnlyFans community, like these have become like some of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And like it's hard for me to meet a lot of girls when I'm out now that like don't necessarily do OnlyFans. Yeah. Because like they're not as understanding or it's like they're just living their life for other people. And it's hard mm -hmm. for me to like bond with people who are just living so differently, I guess. Not that I'm yeah. being judgmental of their life, but it's also like, you know, there's not that connection where you can like, like here we're flashing mm -hmm. our tits, flashing our vagina, walking around naked. It's like so freeing. Exactly. <laughs> we experience. can be in our natural self and uh -huh. that's amazing. And also I find like, it's hard to be friends with like the regular people because our lives are so different. Our schedules are so different. Mm -hmm. um, like my friend Sammy, she's seeing a guy right now. Sammy is has the ability to go travel anywhere at any time, doesn't have a nine to five, but she's seeing this guy who literally has a nine to five and barely has time for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I go to like hang out with my friends, I have one friend that does nine to five, but then everyone else is an influencer. So it's easier to hang out with friends that don't have to be at a job every day or uh -huh. have like responsibilities in that sense. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A lot of people have normal jobs. I know. And, and I can't, they, they can't do anything. Mm -mm. Like I want to go on a trip this week and let's fucking go. And they're like, no, I go work. I'm like you fucking boring motherfucker. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to live my life. This is the time to live my life. I'm 25 years old. Like this is the time before I get settled down with kids and whatnot. Uh-huh. So what is your favorite swinging moment that you've had? Ah, oh, my favorite swinging moment. Hmm. So I have two. Mm -hmm. um, one of which was a gangbang that my partner set up. And I told him I wanted to be the only girl getting dick. Because most of the gangbangs, when there's a lot of guys, like we need at least one or two girls or uh -huh. two to three girls just so the guys can consistently stay hard and there's something going on for everyone. But mm -hmm. I wanted to do one where it's just me. Um, I wanted to be the center of attention. I had five guys to myself. And then at the time I brought my best friend to be like a fluffer. Uh -huh. So she was in the corner, like sucking the dicks, get them hard for me. And then they would come and fuck me. And there was just like a rotation. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it was, it was, amazing having all of that attention on me all these guys getting off to me like that is such a huge turn on uh-huh um and then another experience was i called it the hot wife orgy uh-huh it was for like hot wives and for like big black guys uh-huh and then their husbands were on the like around on the side watching it all go down oh my god and yeah. just just hearing all the girls screaming and moaning and like being able to look to my right there's something there look to my left there's something there it was just like an overwhelming but in a good overwhelming way like uh -huh. of all this shit going on and uh, 
I still like look at the smile on my face as I'm talking about. It. I'm like literally looking back. I'm like that was fucking bomb. Do you think to swing you need to find like a lot of different kinds of people attractive or like can can you be picky and swing still? Um, it's tough. <laughs> it is so tough. Like when me and my partner were looking for like foursome, like other couples to do foursomes with, like there were so many times where the girl was so hot. But the guy had, like, a dad bod and wasn't cute at all. Yeah. Like, finding couples was extremely hard. Um, And there's not a lot of, like... Unfortunately, there's not a lot of young people in the swinging community. Not yet. I'm hoping to change that. Uh Uh-huh. Like, getting my friends into it, talking about it more from, like, a younger person's perspective. Uh Uh-huh. So that's another toughie to deal with. Yeah, definitely. I feel like my type in men is like tall and skinny and I'm like not really attracted to men otherwise mm-hmm. but like my type with girls is a lot more fluid it, same here same here like yeah. with guys like I needed like they didn't have to be like six-pack abs but they can't have a belly like they need to have a good dick like there were so many different criterias that needed to be checked off for me uh-huh. compared to my partner who all he needed was a big butt <laughs> like especially in Miami it was so easy to find for yeah him. how do you say or how would you recommend like people find your type then like does it take a lot of effort or it you gotta it? you gotta do a lot of searching like you, just like when you fucking go on tinder and you're looking for a guy to go on a date and you just keep swiping and you gotta go through all the bullshit before you find that one gem same uh-huh. thing with swinging um some apps that I do recommend for swinging, definitely Tinder. There's always couples looking to do shit on Tinder. I used to think that couples were faking it on Tinder to be like tr- like a guy trying to corner me and fuck me. I mean, <laughs> you just got to verify. Like, yeah. even just getting their number and FaceTiming them really quick is really, really key. Um, there's also one website that we used, like, pretty much the most out of all the websites out there is sdc.com which stands for swinger dating club Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much a facebook for swingers so you have your own profile you have your pictures you can even link like videos of the shit you've done Mm -hmm. um it also gives you like what you're okay with what are your limits are you soft swap or hard swap like it literally it's just a whole profile of what you do as a swinger uh-huh so we would always go on there and just search through couples and couples and couples wow okay mm-hmm. it's a process yeah it's luckily i didn't never had to do any of that my yeah. partner was always the one on top of it which is great so uh-huh. i honestly just had to like approve who i'm doing it with and just show up okay got it mm-hmm um so do you do, I'm, I'm think I already know the answer, but like you do orgies for yourself and for OnlyFans, correct? Yes. And then yes. is it like a, a requirement now when you like do swinging with couples or orgies with couples to film it so that you can get paid? Um, it depends. Like it depends on if like what the vibe is. Like I will search out couples specifically for OnlyFans, but if I'm like, for example, I was hanging, I was at dinner with one of my friends and She's like, this guy I'm seeing really wants to fuck you. And this was like nothing to do with OnlyFans. And I'm like, like show me his dick. Yeah. I need to see his dick. <laughs> she shows me his dick. And I'm like, yep, I can take that. Let's go. Oh. And like me and we just had a threesome for fun. Like I, I love doing the fun stuff. Because when you're recording, like you're thinking of all the things you need to do in that video. So it like looks bomb. But when there's like no cameras in your hand, you can just kind of go with the flow and really enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I do both. I, I have to do both for my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do both for your sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so how is it swinging with a partner versus swinging alone? Oh, so swinging with, I love it with a partner because I love sharing that experience with someone mm-hmm. and like looking to them and seeing them like in, enjoy what's happening makes me feel even better makes me feel even turned on um versus like when I go alone so I've been doing a lot of threesomes with couples lately and that you have to be you have to tread lightly with that especially if there are like a dating couple like you have to make sure to not overstep your boundaries especially if it's like a girl that I've done like so many firsts with couples Uh uh-huh so like when it's 
when I'm with my partner, I'm more free and I'm kind of, they know that I'm taken. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll be like with their guy and they know that my, my man is right there and nothing's going to happen. But if I'm doing a threesome by myself with a girl, like I make sure to focus on her most of the time. Like I, I rather her have the best experience of her life. So that Uh doesn't ruin it for them than me get off and like be, um, selfish with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just a different, like, I know with my partner, I can get off, do whatever I want and have a great time. But when I'm doing like threesomes, I make sure to make the girl feel comfortable and kind of like take her like lead. Uh huh. So if she wants me to suck her man's dick, she'll like be like, come suck my man's dick. And I'll be like, okay, I'm letting her be in control and let her feel comfortable with the situation. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... uh do you get off with like girls like getting off or do you get off like with guys like i just love people be sexually open Uh uh-huh like if it was me like maybe tonight i just want to fucking watch the orgy and be a creep and like get off and watch for a little bit because that's what i like to do like i've started watching porn at a young age and i just love it Mm -hmm. I love that O face that girls get. I love seeing their eyes light up when they're, you know, getting stimulated or whatnot. Yeah, it's really funny because I just found this out, which I feel like it should have been common knowledge. But I'm like, what's so great about like watching you with the vibrator when it's like it's kind of in the same place for a while and it's the facial expressions that Mm -hmm. like get people because like you can tell I'm like enjoying myself. Exactly, exactly. But what's funny is like I can't be super loud when I'm by myself. But, like, when I'm, like, really turned on by a guy, I'm, like, yelling. And I, it's, I don't know why. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because you're expressing, you're letting it out. Like, you're you're not holding back. True. I feel like when it's just me, it's, like, I kind of scare my dog when I'm, like, yes. <laughs> and Wubs is, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, looking around, and then she sees my vibrator and, like, runs to the other room. <laughs> it's funny because, like, my dog, whenever, like, me and my partner would start like fucking or whatever i start sucking his dick he really automatically knew to get off the bed and like get into his like little cage yeah he really <laughs> knew he's like oh they're fucking let me let me go and watch in the corner <laughs> it's fucking weird when the dogs watch i swear yeah <laughs> it's like they know what's happening they definitely know what's happening oh my god well Wubs like hides in the closet when i fuck because Ooh. like i like it rough and I like it to like I like it when I have bruises like mm-hmm. on my body from like like that's how I get the most turned on. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Wubs is like, and this is how I know if I was ever about to be murdered or killed, she would do nothing because she hides in the fucking closet <laughs> like a the bitch. She is. <laughs> yeah, can't depend on her. <laughs> um. So I know that we had briefly talked about your ketamine treatments because mm-hmm. there was a era in your life where you were just depressed, especially after being injured and not being able to like find yeah, a purpose. So when I got injured. I took a year off school because I didn't know where I was going with my life. And recently, like, I had another really bad um, depression. Like, I always had anxiety. It's, it's like, a genetic thing with me. Yeah. Um, and this last – I tried – wait, when was it? Um, so I went through, like, a little depression from December until February. I was on antidepressants. I was on – anti-anxiety medication and I felt like a zombie like I even stopped recording stuff for OnlyFans I didn't have that motivation Mm -hmm. um and I was it was weird because I'm like I'm on these antidepressants they should be working why aren't Mm -hmm. they working but it's actually very common where majority of people like the antidepressants don't work on them you have to go through like three or four different kinds to find what works and if it does work, it only works for a couple months until your brain gets used to the chemical that you're feeding it. Oh, interesting. So a lot of people keep having to change. And then changing your antidepressants means you're dealing with um, different side effects. And I, I would get the worst side effects. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to do ketamine treatments. And I knew about the treatments because uh, my family opened up the very first ketamine clinic in Canada. Mm-hmm. my uh, brother was working with a very, very well-known psychiatrist and they were saying that the people that were coming to them were like 
end stage like depression where they had literally no other options to the point where they wanted to commit suicide because nothing was working yeah and people would go through these treatments and come out after one treatment i mean like a cycle so one treatment is a three-week cycle where you go twice a week Uh uh-huh and um they noticed 75 percent of people that did the treatment came out okay like they came out feeling so much better they didn't have the suicidal thoughts anymore like it's a life-saving treatment Mm -hmm. so i did it for the first time in april and it changed my life so do you do it as like a party setting or do you do it as like a therapeutic setting oh no it's like the place that i go to um it's a little office they make it feel like it's a spa type environment i'm in a literally a chair like this that reclines and they give me something to put over my eyes and I put my music in and it goes through my IV into my vein and I'm just laying there with my eyes closed and I just feel my body floating. Uh-huh. Like I this is like this is what I feel. This this little movement here and I come For out For those listening, it was like a little wave of an arm. Oh like. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Literally like a wave oh sorry. Waving. Uh-huh. Um and feeling like I was coming out of my body type. It was the best trip ever, honestly. And then after the treatment I did the whole all of April and I'm no longer on any antidepressants, mm-hmm. no more pills, no side effects. I feel like a brand new woman. I'm even more confident. I'm more creative. I'm happier. And it's honestly showing in my work. Like I'm uh-huh. doing all this new crazy stuff, stepping out of my comfort zone, doing things alone. Because it, it used to be just me and my partner doing stuff on OnlyFans. Uh-huh. But now I'm like, yo, I'm going to do my own orgies. Like I hosted an orgy last night or two nights ago. So uh-huh. It it's a huge improvement in my life. And I'm telling anyone who's sick and tired of taking antidepressants and being bound to a fucking pill, do ketamine. Like, it's a mm-hmm. life-changing experience. I would say do ketamine in a controlled setting because if you yeah. try it in a party setting, it's not, no, it doesn't have a therapeutic. No, you need to do it with a, with a treatment center, a clinic, a mm-hmm. doctor. Like, because it's so easy to get into something called a K-hole when they do it in a party setting. You don't know how much you can take. Um, people take too much and start freaking out and... And it's a scary feeling. Yeah. So I don't recommend the party version, but I do <laughs> recommend doing it with a doctor because they they weigh you. They start off on a really low dose, and then every time you come back, they up the dose just to see where you're comfortable with. And it's very safe. Uh-huh. So 100% yeah. do it in a controlled setting. My hypnotherapist is doing ketamine treatments with uh, like at a facility. Mm-hmm. While he, so he's like doing hypnosis on people while they're in their ketamine treatment. Yes. Yeah, so they actually did recommend doing therapies during the treatments because the whole reason like ketamine opens up different pathways in your brain. So our brains like going through like consistency it's easier for us to do like going through um what's the word like a routine or whatever yeah so when you fall into a depression or have really bad anxiety like you're taking that one pathway which is triggering your anxiety so ketamine opens up your brain and gives you different pathways to think Mm -hmm. and make decision making and handling situations better like now i don't automatically go and freeze up in situations where my anxiety is high like yeah i'm easy it's better for me to get out of it like i remember having crying spells that would last 20 to 30 minutes and i would be like uncontrollably crying dry heaving but now with these ketamine treatments i cry and i feel those feelings but it only lasts me two to five minutes Uh uh-huh and I feel like, okay, I, I can regain that control. I'm not spiraling out. And I I love it, man. Yeah. I'm telling everyone to fucking do it because it uh-huh. changed my life. And it's not only for de- depression, not only for anxiety. It also helps with bipolar disorder. It also is great for pain management. If you have, like, aches and pains, like, um, like arthritis, it helps for that. Interesting. There's so many different things that ketamine can help you with that, it's just fucking it should be a known practice all over the fucking world yeah because a lot of people don't know about it doctors don't talk about it 
Yeah, I mean, my theory is that, like, you know, the U.S. wants to push what makes money, and what makes money is putting people on stuff that they then become hooked to Mm -hmm. and not dealing with the root of the issues. So if there's something that can deal with the root of the issues and help with your trauma and, like, make you better, they make it illegal because that doesn't make money. No, and that's bullshit. Like, you're fucking with people's lives. And, like, you give them one pill to to like fix one symptom but it creates so many other problems like you know when you see those drug commercials they're like the the warnings at the end of the commercial is like fucking a minute long like you may <laughs> experience bleeding depression suicidal thoughts this that this that like then you have to take even more pills to combat those symptoms and it's like an ongoing cycle uh-huh definitely and that's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it oh. is bullshit i'm like a big advocate of like mushrooms as well mm-hmm. Um, ketamine I haven't tried in a controlled setting so that's definitely something I'm open to doing yeah, and like do definitely open I want like an ayahuasca experience even though those are a little scary yeah I'm, that's a little too much for me maybe one day I'll get there yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to try shrooms though like I oh you never tried them? never wait when do you leave? I leave on Monday okay cool because I have 10 little gummies coming here tomorrow bro yeah <laughs> Yes, I've I've been wanting to do shrooms for the last three months and I just never like worked out. Yeah, I think we're all gonna have like a fun little trip. I mean, I personally have like, I like to go to bed early. Yeah. So I'm hoping the earlier the better and we can all make content with it before yeah. it gets dark. If I could have some, I would love you forever. I got I got like 10, 10 baggies, four grams each. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, she's that? about to get wild tomorrow, guys. Oh, she's oh about to get God. crazy because I have been sober this whole time. No way. And I mean, because I don't drink and I'm like, I've been saving the mushrooms I do have because I'm going to a concert mm-hmm. on Saturday. So I'm like, all right, gotta, gotta save it up. But then I just bought more so I can actually have, fun. I feel like bond with everyone and have that experience. Yeah, and you've been working so hard, girl. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, um, just to wrap things up, you, do you have any final thoughts and then plug yourself after? Um, I'm just going to say that the viewers for today, literally start exploring your sexuality, start exploring yourself because at the end of the day, once you get to know all aspects of yourself, you're going to just feel better in every way possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm Patty K on Instagram is Patricia K. My only fans is it's Patty K and you can find all the fun stuff there. <laughs> Woo! Um, my Instagram is what is the deals backup deals and dubstep backup to that backup because I seem to have problems with my Instagram Same. is what's the deals with two Z's onlyfans.com slash daddy deals. I have so many different names. Um, and then you can find this uh, podcast on onlyfans.com slash DJ deals and please subscribe, like, do whatever. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. Hope Thank we offended you. someone today. <laughs>